Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Welcome, Gina, to a, another episode of Hamish, Hamish McTavish. Episode three. Can you believe we've made it this far? I can't believe it. I can't believe it. And I can't believe our audience of 162,000 wow. subscribers Amazing. is still with us. Uh, not really. I mean, if you think about it, that's less than I figured mm. and less people than I promised the bookie who I owe money to would be subscribing because I thought you got paid for subscribers, which you don't. Mm. So he will, he will break my legs. Lucky for me, I have a fake pair of legs just for such occasion. So it's episode three, and the last two episodes went off like gangbusters. I <laughs> was excited about this one because the other day, Gina left on my voicemail tape. She said that this would be a twofer, and I thought, that's a great deal. Buy one, get one. That's right. Episode of reviews. It's more buy none, get two. That's... That's exactly why they say that. So what are the two shows we will be uh, so speaking about? Primarily the menu and then secondarily the glass onion because they're kind of similar as far mm. as their uh, ensemble ensemble cast and the, the kind of the They are both island the based. Di- the dynamic, the setup of it, yeah. So this one will be an island based review. Sure. Doesn't it feel like we're on the islands? Oh my God, it sure does. The, well, you know what's funny? I went to uh, Hawaii and I show off. I was uh, taken down there, sponsored, all expenses paid, trip to Hawaii back when I was 13. I was a, um, what do they call that? Uh, it's an not, old pair. It's not, no, no, no. It was an old pair. It's not a child celebrity. It's a um, babysitter. A I was nanny. a babysitter. Yeah, I was a you nanny. You were a manny. Yeah, I was a manny. I was a manny, Actually, all right. you were a boy a boy. <laughs> okay. I say that to say that in Hawaii it rains a lot. So it's you're not that far yeah. off on the no, rain yes, of the tro- islands. Tropical rain. Tropical L- rain. A little bit not chocolate rain. Not not chubby rain, <laughs> not which chubby is a great either. movie, Bowfinger. Yes, that's a fun one. I would recommend seeing that over <laughs> both the movies you're going to speak to, especially myself. Do not review movies. We uh we speak to movies. We also speak about our colorful experiences in the entertainment industry in front and behind the camera. Gina, having more of a scripted background, myself having more of an improvisational background, both being in uh, such things as movies, films, and otherwise. Oh, I wanted to introduce something in the show where I casually th- say things, th- say things. Hey. Oh, you were doing the, the ra- rabbit, yeah. Hello, Pooh. Yeah. That uh, rabbit. No, but that's a gopher from Winnie the Pooh. Oh, you're right. Right, right, right. You're that right. was in that was in our uh, pre-show warm-up. Yes. Okay. I was gonna do a thing where I casually say things like, "When I talked to Jane Fonda, she said I was really cute." You know, but no one will ever notice. Like, yeah, like a humble brag. Right, right. But like so, so subtle. Like when Jennifer Aniston and I grabbed for the same cookie at craft sure, service sure. on the set of Friends. Yeah. The television show. You know that that people really enjoyed. I won't do that. No. And I won't talk about like outstanding grudges I have with Eric Roberts, because he never remembered my name. 
even though we worked with each other many times. Not on Sharknado. Really it's raining, but there. people can't, they can't see. I know, I know. You're looking off at the rain, and that's well, bad I just, radio. It's so, so loud, but I think, I think because we're on mics, it probably won't pick up. As I remember on the set of Ben-Hur, <laughs> when Charlton Heston looked at me and said, please leave, you don't belong here. <laughs> God, you're old. And why are you dressed like that? I was dressed as a space alien. You, I'm sorry, you can't see that. I, w- I was saying that Charlton Heston was calling you old. Yeah, no, he did. He said, he said, "Woo, you are old. <laughs> and he said, I'm Charlton Heston. <laughs> damn dirty ape. He called me a damn dirty ape, which that's was really, racist. it was, it was. And, and some people said that. They said, that's, and then they looked at me. They're like, well, it's not, but it's weird. But it's kind of true. And this is before, long before Planet of the Apes. Hmm. The movie... Or the planet. Wait a second. Well, Wait a second. Yeah, that hasn't happened yet, right? Statute of Liberties? The statute? Statute of Liberties? Statue. Wait, hold on. Statue of Liberty? It was our planet. What? Oh, dun, dun, you know dun. what's funny? You know what's funny? You and I, when we first met, the first time we hung out together was at Freezuma, which is where they had that scene in Planet of the Apes. Oh, that and many other projects. Yeah, many other projects. Uh, no, Blonde. Uh, Blonde oh, yeah, had yeah. a scene there. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. So that's another one we're going to review real quick, and I'll just go like this. Uh, Here it is. Blonde. Terrible movie. Yeah. The end. <laughs> I'm going to completely sever ties with the Maryland review. Okay. And I'm going to go straight into dinner with friends. <laughs> menu. The menu. The menu. Right. With Ralph Fines. R- Ralph Fines. Ralph. How do you spell Ralph? I don't know. No. How do you spell Ralph? This is, this is a trick question. She's looking it up right now. This is for my own you, satisfaction. You don't. How do you spell? Is that the answer? Yeah, it's it's just an, it's just a symbol like Prince again. We're talking about Prince. Oh right. How Ra- do you spell it? Ralph. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty pretentious, right? <laughs> so for those of you who uh, who don't see what Gina does, spell Ralph's name. R A L P H. Right. That's right. Ralph. That's funny. Ralph. Ralph. I like this because. It gives him such a level of class. <laughs> Have you ever heard a Ralph called Ralph no. before? This is the first for you. I thought that... Uh, maybe you thought it might be spelled Ralph. Maybe. I, I don't know. How would you... Uh, let me ask you this, because we're really enjoying the spelling <laughs> segment. How would you spell Ralph? R-E... <clears throat> no, I don't know. R-A-E or R-A-I-L-F? That's exactly how you'd spell it. So the quality of the film has nothing to do with the fact that a guy named Ralph... Decided to call himself Ralph. Is is that just how Ralph is in Britain? Oh. Is he British? I thought he was from Sacramento. A guy named Ralph from Sacramento who pretended to be British. Under his quotes, his first quote is, it's Rafe, actually. Rafe? R-A-F-E in uh, quotes. Rafe-ful? Rafe. Not Ralph? No, Rafe. Rafe? Rafe. How many times can we say Rafe? So Ralph <laughs> wants you to call him Rafe, but his name is spelled Ralph. Yep. Okay. That's a review. So tune in next week <laughs> for uh, a review of some other people's <laughs> names. It was a great movie. It was. Whatever it was one lot. Ralph was in. The menu the was menu. a lot of fun. I really like Anya Taylor-Joy. Played Margo. Isn't that that thing you use to wash dishes? Shut up. Okay. <sighs> She was the main character. She was in Split. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was uh, Queen's Gambit. Yes, she was Yeah, which she was really famous for. In The Glass Onion, so is Line. 
Um, James Bond. We met him. Oh, um, good friend of the show. I know. Uh, we hung out with him yeah, yeah. years why, ago. Why am I'm drawing a blank? Rails, I think his name is. <laughs> no one's name. No, is no, Rails. it's James. James Spader. <laughs> no, not uh, it's, it's Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. But they call him Daniel Krug. <laughs> when I met him, do you remember years ago when you and I were on a press hunket and we were walking around Sacramento? He walked by us. This is right when he got the deal with James Bond. Same San Luis Obispo. Right. Yeah. And it wasn't a press junket. I'm lying about both those <laughs> things, but we did see him. We did. And he looked very much the movie star. Which was interesting because I only knew him from Road to Perdition, mm -hmm. where he played a creep. Yeah. And so finding out that he was James Bond was weird. And I think that's always going to be the case mm -hmm. until he got the role. And no, he has a presence. Yeah. And he wore a black V-neck. And ever since then, 10, 15 years later, I wore black <laughs> V-necks almost exclusively. Almost. So I'll take that to the bank. The Glass Onion is also a film on an island, as mentioned at the very beginning of the show. They're ensemble casts, these people going to this remote island location. Yeah. There's a weird kind of culty feel to it. In the case of The Glass Onion, the host is this billionaire tech investor guy. And then in the menu, it's this eccentric chef right so there's there's this one charismatic allegedly figure that is hosting this Ed event. Norton. yeah that's in, what uh, i was saying allegedly too it's fun because you mentioned this the other day that it's one of those whodunit categories that used to be huge mm -hmm. in film and we haven't had for a long time and ryan johnson was the one who introduced it with knives with out the, yeah the first. and you know it's like clue it's like one mm -hmm. of those old ones you know in both films that you're being taken somewhere to figure something out. And that's yeah. fun. And I, I really like that as a setup at, because going into it as an audience member, what kind of movie it is. And so your expectations are within those parameters where you're not going to take it too seriously. There can be some elements yeah. in the story that are a, little, Absolutely. are a little campy or a little bit like, ah, oh, that wouldn't happen, but it's okay because yeah. that's what the story is. That's yeah. part of it. And it's movie. We both agree that one of the reasons that people stopped going to the movies before COVID or that trend was going to happen mm -hmm. was that movies were just the same as what you get on streaming. Yeah. And so there was no reason. But this is a theatrical right. big experience. Stop making a noose out of your charging cable. I'm going to hang myself with my charging cable. <laughs> so the menu, I don't have it in me anymore. It was a fine film. Go see it. <laughs> I don't care. Okay. No one cares. The Glass Onion. I like Kate Hudson in it. I thought she was She fun. makes a hell of a pant. She does. You, have, do, you almost exclusively wear her I pants. I do enjoy Fabletics And lot. you enjoy no... What's interesting, <laughs> folks, if you don't know Gina, which for the few of you who don't, she exclusively wears tights. It's Yeah, it's pretty much my daily uniform. Yeah, yeah. Everything else she gets is... How would you put it? Off of a bum's corpse. No. Is that how it's called? No. I, uh, from thrift so, stores. Yes. You are a responsible person what's that called sustainable yeah i'm a sustainable person right um no yeah. i Recyclable. i like to yes i like to recycle clothes yes. rather than contribute to and i've always waste. found issue with you doing that because you keep putting them in the cans bin and i'm what? like that's not how you recycle and you <laughs> oh. wore you wore you wear bags and you put your jeans in the uh -huh. blue bin yes the office custodial staff has been complaining about that stop wearing the cans home <laughs> and throwing your pants into the uh the blue bin Okay, noted. But yeah, so normally you wear, you make 
incredible outfits out of clothes that you're able to find. And that's awesome. You did it before it was cool and after it's cool. Talking about Macklemore and his goddamn thrift shop. Thrift shop. Let's not get into that. Don't get me started on Macklemore. That's a whole nother episode. But I feel like we've gone off on a tangent again. Yeah, we're on the rails of the crazy train for sure. Okay. Anyway, so I, I liked Kate Hudson in The Glass Onion because I felt like she was kind of playing a, a campy version of herself. Almost her mother. Yeah. Too, was, which yeah, is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. A little bit of... Hold uh, for dog drink. Okay. Your dog is a loud drinker, ma'am. I know. I apologize. That's Gina's dog. A little white Maltese. My lap warmer. Yeah. Okay. And speed. Okay. So, yeah, she she reminded me a little bit of, yeah, I liked of her. Goldie Hawn in Overboard from way back when. That's funny. What movie do you think her parents met on? I think that... I think really? They, I think they might have no met on No way. That that's not possible. Because that came out when I was a kid, and she and I are the same age. So it had to have been before that, but it, I didn't know oh, okay. they were a couple when that movie came out. Oh, okay. I yeah, Or, or it came out before I, I was born, I don't know. But that, it's funny because it's both her parents. Yeah. So when you say she was like that on that, mm-hmm. it would be yeah. weird if she was like her mom in the movie where she was created. Right, that would be funny. Which, yeah. Anyway, so she um, was good. Yeah, I liked her. In The Glass Onion. I always like um, Dave Bautista. We fell in love with him as a person. Yes. When he stuck with James Gunn after that ridiculous witch hunt happened mm-hmm. when they were trying to get rid of him with Disney. Yeah. And Batista was the only one. And folks, if you're not in the industry, there is no loyalty. I've been loyal and it's done me no good. And anyone else who has, no one hears about it. So loyalty when you're a star is very rare because everyone in the industry is either afraid of losing their jobs or doesn't or want to piss of someone off. So not getting another opportunity. Yeah, so yeah. Batista saying, I will not be in another Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. if James Gunn is not the director was really kind of cool for us who are around the industry. Yeah. And even though He's the cast supported dude. him, James Gunn, Batista was the only one who was willing to walk away. Yeah. Ed Norton was just... He was re- in it. He was in it. Yeah. He seemed really rusty. Um. He actually made squeaky noises, too. <laughs> I, I kept wanting to get that Tin Man I'd, part where they put the I oil on I don't know when's, when the last time is that he's he's really worked but, it uh, felt like he just walked in. I would say, so not to talk about a competing podcast, because literally we're neck and neck, but Smartless, <laughs> I think it's the number one podcast. They interviewed him. Smartless, fame-ish. Oh, wow. Hmm, oh, interesting. They stole it from us. <laughs> they talked to Ed Norton, and of course, they're kissing up to him. And I, you know, respect the hell out of him if I ever have to work with him. But if not, you know, something. He's, he's had great projects in Oh, the past. yeah. And American History X... Tough movie to watch, but was one of the most incredible acting performances I've ever seen in anyone. So he knocked it out of the park back then. And he was fine in Fight Club. He's been good in other yeah, things. Fight Club was great. I don't know why he was in it. Yeah. I don't think he did anything for the film. I really like Janelle Monet. She was Show she's me fun. the Monet. That's what I say whenever I go to the uh, Getty. Oh. It's wow. a joke about Monet. You're so erudite. I am. That's what they say about me. <laughs> Okay, so it just, there were, the whole game from the beginning with the, you know, the box that they all got, the whole beginning of it didn't feel like a movie. So this mystery box Gina just glazed over is a part of the film. It's like a... It's a 
it's a puzzle, a 3D puzzle that box all of the that, main players get that unlocks a invitation to this island. Right. Yeah. So they they spend a good like. It felt a little Jumanji, to yeah. me. For yeah. some reason, it was like a whimsical yeah. kind of entry that, into a new world. That doesn't really work with the laws of physics. They lazily try to incorporate COVID. Yeah. It's funny. Ryan Johnson has disappointed me in 80% of his movies. And then really, I liked uh, Safety Not Guaranteed and I liked Knives Out. Mm -hmm. And then this was much more the Ryan Johnson I don't enjoy, unless I get the opportunity to work with him. And in which case, this was a test. I really love him and he's amazing <laughs> and everything he does. Absolutely perfect. This was kind of that hit or miss. Yeah. Because this was nothing like Knives Out. It seemed like it must have been really fun to make. And that's one of those. Yeah. Like everything Adam Sandler does. But his movies are very they're on brand. Goofy and, and fun. And they're great. And, and you have those expectations going into it. Yeah. Um, this was one yeah. of those ones where, I hate to say it, but George Clooney and uh, Julia oh, Roberts geez, movie yeah. was clearly a vacation ticket, for Julia ticket Roberts. To, ticket to Paradise. The only thing that was watchable in that was saying, it looks like Clooney and Roberts had a great time together. Yes. Basically, it's like an Instagram post that's a film. Yeah. Oh. Which seems to be a trend now. Yes. You know? It's, Absolutely. It's because that that industry, is social media is making so much money in itself that, oh, well, how about we just make movies into social media That's posts? Chris Hemsworth's show on Nat Geo yeah. where he just walks around being Chris Hemsworth, mm -hmm. which is fabulous. Don't get me wrong. We all wish we could be him, especially you. What? But uh, <laughs> not me. That's for sure. These are the kind of things that the show should be about, though, because it's inside and outside of the industry. Yeah. I think that it's we not have this. Purely about yeah, the, yeah, and these the things that we itself. know by knowing people who know people, or knowing people we've worked with who know mm -hmm. these folks. So the glass onion, really, my my main gripe with it is first of all the CG in it <laughs> was really just. We should say that it was done great. during COVID, and mm -hmm. it seemed like they thought it would be kind of fun to put a COVID component to it, but that was totally shoehorned. Yeah. Is that what is that a word? Shoehorned, yeah. Yeah. And and then kind of ham fisted. N well, no, it was glazed over. We're talking about. Are we hungry for ham? <laughs> I guess. Is it ham fisted or ham? Do they fisted? make vegetarian ham? Are you kidding me? It's all they make. <laughs> That's what the pigs have been telling me. Yeah, it was the reason I mentioned COVID is they had a COVID like scene at the beginning where mm -hmm. people were wearing masks, and then they had a. That was kind of a a a pretext to go to the islands. Like, oh well. But okay. that was clearly now, put in yeah. later. Yeah, it wasn't really essential to the plot. Or no, anything. yeah, it, it was. A, you liked it more than I did. I think. I thought it. You I know was what? thoroughly I, disappointed. My intentions, my perception, or uh, are you oh. saying the word tooth rabbit? <laughs> I'm just throwing words out. <laughs> Obviously, skyscraper. My expectations going into it, I thought it was going to be kind of a light, fun thing. So I didn't have too much writing on it. I was disappointed in it because it seemed to i mean they spent so much money on marketing and having like this knives the, out the was cast. a sleeper smash yeah. hit but this was all about like who was cast in it yes and uh major plot holes in it that i pointed out while we were watching it where i'm like this is obviously who the killer is right daniel craig's character he displays that in one scene uh, showing how, oh, you know, he, he solves this puzzle that's presented to him just instantaneously. And then the major kind of twist of, you know, what's going on in the actual film, he is not aware of. Because in one sense, he's this bumbling moron, which he wasn't in the first one. Mm -hmm. 
And then he also has this incredibly keen sense that was why we liked him in Knives Out. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think that they did strip a lot away from what was exciting in the first film. I, I felt like this suffered from the brilliance of the first movie. Yeah. Was that he had a standalone idea. And in this industry, if you do and it's successful, they make you make another. And I'm sure he was fine with doing it. He seemed like he was excited. Uh, I, I'm talking about the director. Yeah. But this was had nothing that the first movie had. No. It did, it felt more like a like a part of a TV series yes. than a movie. Yeah, I agree. I want to review the menu on the next episode. So I'm going to say if this episode didn't bother you and make you sad, then you've got problems, friend. Because this this has been all I'm trying to pull a feather out of my wall. Anyway, <laughs> that's a metaphor. It's not. My <laughs> cement wall has a little feather on it. Thank you for listening. You have done something incredible. Which <laughs> is get through this. this. It's like those bull riders who stay on it for eight seconds and they win a trophy. So you get a trophy. I was actually, I was really excited to talk about a movie that we liked. So hold on. And we ended up talking second. about movies that we don't like. Due to the miracle of Hollywood, Gina, we don't actually have to wait to do it. I'm just getting them off this crazy train. Okay. So that we have an episode that's solid. Uh, congratulations. You got through episode three. I'm Jet. I'm Gina. And uh, I'm sorry. Talk to you next time. Thank you, and good night.